Welcome to the What You Read Next podcast. In this podcast, your host, Lori and me, will interview published authors to chat about their work, journey to getting published, and their book recommendations. If you share a passion for books and are always looking for your next read, then join us. Hi, Colette. Hi, Annalyn. How are you? Good. How are you, Laura? Good. So let's go first. Uh, whoever wants to go first, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Colette's the author of this wonderful book, so I'll let you go first. Oh, um, I'm an author and producer, and I just wrote um, a young adult novel that I'm very, very excited about, Breed. Um, and the beautiful Anna Lynn McCord read the audio version of it, and um, just happy to be here. <laughs> I love this. Um, yes, and um, thank you, Coco. Um, I am... Well, I, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> I don't really know what I am. I'm a multi-dimensional being currently in the 3D. Um, but I, I'm an actress, an activist, and I love, obviously, my friend Colette and her amazing books, but Breed specifically touches on an issue that matters very much to me, um, you know, us, um, us being able to stay on this planet and take care of the beautiful, wonderful animals that we have. And I think that the the way breed incorporates a really important topic into beautiful entertainment is something awesome and an amazing way to like plant little seeds in the young adult world of be conscientious of of our world and and the damage we're causing it mm-hmm. yes and we're causing damage <laughs> but unfortunately that's what's what's we're in today's world so you know so let's talk about Breed. Um, tell us a little bit about the book and what was the source of inspiration? What was what was the idea that just brought this book to life? Um, well, the idea was my dad. Um, my dad was um, diagnosed with brain cancer. And when he was dying, he was talking a lot about the soul and what it meant to have the soul, have a soul. And he we started to talk about animals. And my father was a huge animal lover. I mean, he would take ants out on a piece of paper so that we could squash them. He was like all about not killing, preserving, and saving. And so um, that whole idea came, and he was talking about animals and their souls and and evolution and the future. And suddenly breed was born. And so the book means. Uh, so much to me on so many different levels but um the most important is my dad and well not most more for me (laughs) but not for the planet it's it's the animals um but so basically that was the genesis and it just became this passion project for me and Anna Lynn and I went to Arizona and we had this really great moment in Sedona and it kind of clicked in my head I was like oh my god will you read the book (laughs) So, what was that so I was like, will you read it? And she, you know, knew my dad. It was like, it was perfect. So here we are. Here we are. And what was your thought when you were offered, you know? I was like, duh, of course I'm reading it. Nobody else is going to. Um, no, it, you know, I, Colette talks about how special it is, the connection with her father. I think he what um, people would be interested to know about her dad is some of the incredible things that he has done for our world. Um, from cleaning up water up in the Bay Area, San Francisco, whoa, San Francisco, Coco? Yeah. Um, from that to raising two beautiful daughters, being uh, an immigrant coming from Iran. And, and after he passed, one of the things that touched me about this 
talk about souls, this beautiful soul was he never told anyone, but he was sending home money to underprivileged kids to be able to go to college, go, go to school in Iran. And letters started pouring in of thank you, gratitude to Hetty for what. So he, he cares about humans. He cared about planets. He cares about the soul of our world. And what's really special about breed is how Hetty is depicted in it because, um, uh, Colette actually uses his name um, as the scientist, which is super cool for me reading it. Um, but and the fact that I actually would have been his favorite daughter because I'm obsessed with science. Colette and Jasmine have no interest in science. Um, no, but but Colette really took a point to really dive into what her dad was talking about at the end of his life and and the science that was required to. So she did a very good job. I'm very proud of her. And I was stoked not only to um, as a sci-fi fan um, to be a part of this but but also this is something really really unique so the not to give too much of a spoiler but it's kind of right away once you get a dive into the book that you discover what um what the science is and the idea was that dr hetty in the book takes the soul particle from the pineal gland out of these incredible animals that were dying out and we then skip forwards you know several years later time has passed and now the the hybrids the animal human hybrids that were developed as a result of dr hetty saving the essence of these incredible animals they make up the kingdoms of the world in this future time in 2999 AD and so you get this sense of you know, this kind of dystopian future world. So you get that element and then you get this, you know, these crazy, like, kind of like, you know, not alien, but, you know, interesting creatures, but they, they flicker. And so they're, they're human form, but then when they have intense emotions, they flicker into their shadow, which is the lion that they're part or the cetacean or the the bird or the amphibian or the reptile whichever whichever kingdom they're from they flip in they flicker into that other animal so it's, just, so it's like the whole world is extremely vibrant and collect an incredible job making it colorful and yummy and as a actress performer to be able to read those you know vibrant details and and paint that picture for the listener was a lot of fun i hope that people feel like it was when they listen to it I will say I've listened to her like I've listened to the audible and I'm like it's so good and so I'm writing I just finished book two and but and did I'm you going, finish it already <sighs> I haven't had my phone my phone's been in Canada until last night so I'm like so behind on life right now well, it's done it's done <laughs> I know uh but I hear her voice I'm like it's not in my voice anymore I'm like writing it I'm like how's she gonna say this <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like it's not there. And then as a as an audio narrator, like what is the process like, you know, just to make this story come to life? Because it just so sorry, I just also have to say she's one of my best friends too. So I can like bully and be mad and be like, look like like terrible all sorts of pressure she's the nicest bully i've ever met in my life i keep waiting for her actually to be mean um no but the process we kind of figured it out um as we went right um it was like you were by yourself in new york doing it 
Yeah, so I was filming my TV show in New York and we're like, you know, we're obviously three hours difference between the two of us. Um, we're, we're figuring out a studio near me. I had a house out in Long Island, so I needed to like have a location out there. So the opportunities there are a little bit more scarce than if I was in the city. Um, we found an amazing man, <laughs> Mike, who's in his 60s and is a an avid breed fan now because he was like, <laughs> I would never have ever happened upon this, but now I need to know what happens next. <laughs> um, but we the process was interesting. It, it definitely I, I think we ended up with like 18 hours of studio time, probably Coco, right? Um, um, so it's a, it's a long process. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, so, so for me, it was really important to, um, when I noticed that my energy is waning, cause I, you, you, you're kind of on just nonstop as an actress. I obviously have breaks in between and, um, but when you're reading, you're just kind of going through it. And I was, I, I, you know, I'm eating up the story. Mike's super enthralled. He's like, Paige Turner, let's go to the next chapter. I'm like, Mike, I need a lunch break. He's like, I need to know what happens. <laughs> um, but so, so we definitely would go into it, but he was really great as a producer, um, like a, a technical producer, kind of letting me know when he's like, ah, that character didn't sound like her. You need to take a little walk. You need to get some water. You need to take a little break. And um, whenever the energy would wane, so it's really important to keep high energy. The book, the whole book, is high stakes. So it's like, uh, like I was an emotional roller coaster. Great book too. I actually did when I'm like, oh god, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> what am I right. writing myself into? <laughs> yes, oh, and I also. Colette loves making Colette loves making up like crazy words. She loves like introducing old ancient languages or Aramaic. I hear is in the second book. Um, Aramaic so, book, which is not. Yeah, fun. there were parts about this book where I don't know why I made things so difficult for myself because I, as Anna said, I'm not a science person at all. In fact, um, yesterday I was. Breed was listed in like Book Trib did a list of seven books about transhumanism. And I was so excited when I saw this. And then I'm like, and Dune, Dune was one of them. I mean, I'll send it to you. It's like yes, the ever, obviously, to be next to Dune. But I'm going to admit this. Had they not put the definition of transhumanism, I would have been <laughs> Google. <laughs> I would have totally. It's <laughs> like dad's real proud right now. Oh, yeah. He's looking down, smiling at his little girl. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will say, I will say I, I was a little bit pissed at Colette um, when we got to a particular chapter and I had been building up and building up and you understand, like I've been perfecting everything, making this so wonderful for her. And all I want is a little bit of fun time once the love story pays off. Time. <laughs> Literally, I turned the chapter and it's like, she wakes up the next morning. I'm like, I don't get to read any of the juicy bits. Like, <laughs> and then I remembered it's a young adult novel. And so we kind of keep it PG. Um, but there is a delicious romance that goes through the book. Um, if you're not in love with Aiden, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, it is, Aiden is, is a very fiery lion leader of the uh, Alm kingdom. So he flickers into a lion and it is sexy. <laughs> um, I think it is like almost dangerous how yummy he is. <laughs> he is, he is yummy. <laughs> he is yummy.
<laughs> is there anything exciting in shadow for me to look forward to is it still pg <laughs> it's a bit pg <laughs> oh come on <laughs> but there's like juicy excitement oh my god okay. wait till you see your character uh-oh oh, yes <laughs> I, I gave a, I gave, I put in a request for yeah. my, a salacious character that I'm going to take ownership of. Um, obviously Siren is, um, wonderful, but she's, you know, she's, um, she's a little young. <laughs> I'm a little bit mature. I've got some, you know, some interesting experiences under my belt. Um, so I decided to be a part of the reptile world. <laughs> so I am very, very excited to see how, what's really exciting, I think, um, for obviously we're talking about book one, but um, book two will be unveiling more of the other kingdoms. Book one really focuses on the kingdom of Alm and you get to know this incredible world and, and it's really amazing and you fall in love with the characters, I think, right away. But uh, but there's a whole world out there. So um, for me, I'm excited to to dive into book two to to definitely discover more of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. So Colette, can you talk to us about the world building process? Because I feel like that's like takes you know just you're creating a whole world, you yeah. know, whole place um, that the reader can engage. And you and when I started reading it, I was like I was transported to a different space, and it was just like magical. Um, so what's the process like for you? Well, this was a whole new world, literally a whole new world for me because it uh, it's a different time. I'm not jumping back to high school or to, you know, any present day moment that, you know, makes kind of grounding and reality a lot easier. Um, so this was really a lot of mapping out. It was a lot of research. I did a lot of research on the di different animals. There are things, you know, I, I didn't know. Um, and just mapping out the difference between the kingdoms, the difference between the species and what the skill sets they would have and what, you know, given the skill sets they naturally have, what would be their natural things to do as humans, as what would they be as humans? And so that's kind of like how I went into it, where you have like the, the ohm, they growl, the, uh, the lion growls and he's aggressive and he's the king of the jungle. So how would the lion male human be? He would be an alpha and it'd be, he'd be aggressive mm. and he growls too, as you know. <laughs> we love the growl. Love the growl. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like, I just, that's, I just kept plotting and plotting and plotting of the different kingdoms and, and it just came to life, really came to life. And so, you know, the goal is obviously we want to see this on film or television mm -hmm. for yeah, me, it, that was it, like the image I'm like what would you want to see if you were watching this how would you see this like and it does it is such a visual like for for a book it's the visuals I think you probably know Laura from from reading it 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 really I mean you fully can see the world like like the way you know, you could see Harry Potter as a total different world. Like you really, it you fully grasp the the colors and the the you know the feeling and the sense of it all. It's really cool. Yeah, it felt like a sensory experience. Like I felt like all five senses were immersed in this world. Like you know, the whole experience, like just 
bring up the colors, take it up like an achina, the intensity of it. Like it was just like, it was just like keep going and going and going. And I'm like, okay, I want to keep going. Like, I just don't want to stop, you know, because sometimes books, they might lull about it. You might just get bored. But this one was like, not, this was just like, no, (laughs) action packed, nonstop action. I mean, wait till book two of you guys think this one. I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Siren has to speak now. (laughs) Well, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, I there's some amazing moments with like some female warriors and the the element of the feminine in the book is really incredible but I think what's really cool about the heroine about um about siren is it's not this shoved in your face kind of masculine female that we've been seeing so much of and and I say that because to have a female lead does not mean that she has to kick everybody's ass like like it doesn't mean she can't and it doesn't mean she doesn't but one of the beautiful things about the feminine energy is that we're strong and yet we're soft we're fluid and we're flowing and and i think that there's been in a desire to rightfully give more women and more females leading roles in these they're still kind of playing into the masculine because they're putting women into a role that not all women fit. Not all women are going to come punch you in the face, you know, like, and are jacked up and like, and, and there are those characters in the book, but, but I love Siren because unlike a lot of the stories that are out there right now and, and, and that are being promoted today to young girls and, and young boys, young genders or, you know, nondescript, like she's, she's everything. She's, she's nothing. She's everything. She's, she's, she melds into life the way we do as humans. And, and she embodies this incredible feminine energy. When she gets angry, she's pretty tough little chick and she can do some pretty powerful things. But I really love that she, like one of the things that she, her job is to carry on, is to breed, is to carry on her, right? her line her she has to keep the very small um group of cetaceans that still exist alive and and i think that there's been this kind of shaming about like mothers like housewife mother like 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 somehow that's not the hardest job in the whole world (laughs) like there's a reason that clet and i don't have kids like (laughs) it's a real thing you know Um, like we respect what it requires to guide a life. And I think that where this could get flack, uh, would be from these kind of people who are, who are, went too far in one direction, trying to like force this masculine female versus a strong woman or a strong feminine energy by whomever or whatever is playing the role. And I think that we haven't seen enough of that. We've seen strong men, strong masculine men and strong masculine females. But where is the strength of the feminine being shown in storytelling for for young adults? And I think that Breed, Colette does an incredible, uh, an incredible dance with the feminine in this book too, which I think is something that I personally, if I did have kids, I would want them to be able to be validated in both their feminine and masculine attributes. Thank you so much. That's the best compliment, really. It's it's so beautiful what you've done with it. It's and and it's like also that's one of the most beautiful things about Colette is she is this kind of feminine, fluid, gorgeous, flowing hair. But she will cut you. 
<laughs> like she will send you beetles. Like you, she will do some voodoo magic on your ass. <laughs> like so, just like don't get it twisted. That, that lovely, like soft flowing hair, she'll come for you. Um, no, I just I think that's a wonderful way to guide young women, young people who are kind of figuring out who they are. Do they fit into a gender? Do do they like what they? We shouldn't we we shouldn't have to look at genders. We should look at energy. That's actually much more, and we all have masculine and we all have feminine within us. And I think that that's, that's a really relevant topic today. And I think that Breed touches on it in a very subtle, just, just, just be a part of the story and you'll experience it. And to say what you said about energy, I mean, I, one of her siren's gifts is to be able to see people's aura. And that was important. I, I do think that we young adults, especially should or can start to pick up on people's energy and you can start to see, are they, you know, and figure out your own yeah. and stabilize your own by doing that. And so that was an important gift to give her to be able to read people, because I think that's an important gift for people to have. And it's something we can access as well. Absolutely. Actually, I really, I love that you said that Coco, because that is one of the things we teach young adults, we teach children, we teach kids to stop listening to their intuition, to fit into these societal norms. But what's so incre incredible about hybrid humans uh, in breed is that they are returning to instinct. They're returning to their instinctual intuitive side. And we are, we are animal. Like, you know, that part shouldn't be lost on us. Humans are part of the animal group. And, and we are, we are constantly trained to second guess our intuition, to second guess our gut feeling about things. So be polite. Maybe some people don't deserve you to be polite to them because maybe they're creepy and you shouldn't like teach a child to go hug a stranger, you know, like, because it's polite or whatever. I think that there's a, there's a really wonderful element also of, of, um, of just highlighting the instinct and and the the sense of um that animal animalness that that even even without being a hybrid we have within us for sure it's our wild and it's you know i call it the shadow in in breed but it's our wild and if you can yeah. our wild is beautiful you know people people hide from their wild but it's actually very beautiful especially when you can you know when it's controlled yeah yeah so how's it going with the pandemic? How's it writing a book in the pandemic? And how's it narrating a book in the pandemic? <laughs> you know, it's probably a pandemic. It's, a, it's so much fun. <laughs> um, the pandemic sucks. Uh, <laughs> Understandable, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm a homebody by nature, to be honest. So this is as a writer, especially. So it's not that it's so it's been so tough because I do have to sit away and hide and Anna is actually the same she hides from people too um, <laughs> we um, we're like totally typically quarantine people until we're told and then we're like wait I don't want to be told what to do <laughs> totally, totally fine with quarantine and ordering in yeah. like I'm totally cool yeah. I own it too because my sister's like, where do where are you where do you want to go? <laughs> like I nowhere. Just, we don't want to go anywhere. We just don't want to be told not to. <laughs> yeah, I'm a party. Sounds like a good idea, but I don't want to go to the party. <laughs> I don't want to go, but I want to be able to go. <laughs> yeah. 
I miss the lunches out though. That's the one thing I do miss the most lunches. Mm, yes. Uh, but been writing and just finished book two and I have another book coming out um, in the summer, a memoir about my, um, well, it's not really a memoir, a memoir, but it's about my experience last summer, couch surfing on friends um, <laughs> after a divorce. <laughs> it is so funny. And it's, uh, it's with the backdrop of her Iranian family. And <laughs> if you've never been a part of an Iranian family as an outsider being brought in, you really should be, or you should read the book in order to experience it because <laughs> it is so funny. It is absolutely hysterical. It's just nonstop comedy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Anna, how's your quarantine going? Oh, well, you know, I told Colette, like being able to do this book was exciting. I was like, I get to like leave my house. I'm driving somewhere. This is crazy. Look at me. I'm in a studio. <laughs> Obviously, we were, you know, when you're recording in a studio, you actually our social distance just because you're on uh, another side of a, a glass wall um but um but it was it was like an adventure i'm like i'm leaving the house today i'm going to read a book <laughs> um i think but i think that being able especially for for the demographic um to be able to have these wonderful books coming out during the pandemic to keep their imagination and their their minds alive while they're not able to do as many things as, as they've been used to is really super cool. And I certainly had fun uh, being a part of creating that um, as far as performing it is concerned. I'm so excited. Yeah, I feel like books have been like a relief to many people, whether it's audiobooks or just or reading a physical book or graphic novel, whatever it is, it's just been a good escape from like the anxiety and the tension and the unprecedented times that we're living, you know, so. Heard that word so many times. <laughs> yeah, unprecedented. I just, I just want to live in precedented times, like not unprecedented. <laughs> like I just yeah. want to the, the, the place where it's like nothing happens. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us where you can find you online. Um, for me, my Instagram, Coletta Betty, that's where I really, the only social media, I'm trying TikTok. It's really hard for me though. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just like another thing to do. I'm like, oh my God, cause I have so much time to now get on TikTok too, but I'm trying. <laughs> so Coletta Betty Instagram, that's where you can find me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm at the Anna Lynn, that's A-N-N-A-L-Y-N-N-E, McCord, M-C-C-O-R-D, on Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, I am not super active on Twitter. I have a Twitter account, uh, but it's at I am Anna Lynn M-C-C on Twitter. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Anna. And thank you, Colette, for being on the show. Thank you thank so much. Thank you. For us. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. For book recommendations, author interview archives, and other fun book resources and tips, please visit watchreadnextblog.com. The Watch Read Next podcast is part of the Frolic Network. To discover new shows to listen and love, please visit frolic.media slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.